Hey everybody, hope all is doing well. I want to welcome you back to another video here on 2A Talking Tactical. I uh, want to talk about a kind of a different subject today with uh, everything going on around in the world. I want to talk to you about situational awareness. What is situational awareness? Situational awareness is the ability to perceive, understand, and effectively respond to one situation. So with situational awareness, there are four levels. Uh, you can color code them, white, yellow, orange, red. White is going to be, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, white is going to be your basic uh, civilian, everyday civilian. No offense, but the ones that are not aware of what's going on around them whatsoever, they have no worries in the world, have no concerns, whatever the case may be. Yellow, you're going to be relaxed, uh, but you're going to be aware of your surroundings. Uh, you're going to be actively scanning, seeing who's around you, what they're doing, what's going on. And you've already kind of got in the back of your mind, if something does go array, you can do whatever you need to be doing. The next one is going to be orange. You're focused on, more focused on your, on what's going on around you. You're monitoring, you're watching a certain individual or a certain number of individuals or a high, higher stress uh, level of maybe something that don't look right, don't sound right. And then of course you've got red, which is obviously something that's happening right then and there and you're actively doing whatever it is you need to be doing, whether it be retreating, being a good observer, whatever the case may be. If it's a self-defense situation, then hopefully you're taking care of business or doing what needs to be doing. So what all's going on in the world today you know, it's not a secret that we have people over here in the United States that don't belong here. A lot of them are here not for the good. They're here to do harm. There are people in this, in our country that are from other countries that obviously do not like us. So one of the big questions is, well, if you don't like us, why are you here? Well, there's only one, one of a few reasons that they're here and that's to cause turmoil. So some of you may be aware that I think this past week uh, our higher-ups found out about some kind of some type of a, a Russian satellite missile satellite that can knock out a comm system that would basically leave our military sitting in the dark as far as radio communications and uh, networking and the stuff that they use that you know we probably have no idea about or know very little about. So all that being said, uh, anymore today, you need to be aware of what's going on around you. You know there's people here. You don't know what they're doing. There's people with different agendas, whether it have anything to do with the conflict over in Israel, whether it has anything to do with you know, what's going on at the southern border. Uh, last week, I believe it was last week, the FBI uh, thwarted a, a plan that was being planned by 
some different militia groups. I think one group was from Tennessee. There was another group from here in North Carolina. And I think there was one or two other states that they that there was connections to. So I haven't heard a whole lot about that. There's some uh, there's some talk back and forth about the conversations that were had between one of the individuals that was arrested between he and an undercover FBI agent. Uh, so yeah, so all that stuff you know, obviously is going on. So with situational awareness, I can personally attest to, to having personal, or I'm sorry, to having situational, situational awareness, I'll spit it out here in a minute, has helped me. And you may ask yourself, well, how has it helped you? So, Back in the fall of 2022, I went to work part-time for a pawn shop here uh, close by to where I live. I do have a concealed carry. I, I carry everywhere I go anyway, but it's a pawn shop that sells not only you know the normal pawn stuff, but also sells firearms. So I had been working there a couple of months and in our area, our general area, uh, about probably two counties, uh, west of us and a county south of us, there were some individuals, and I never heard whether or not they were all connected or not, but we had some individuals ramming vehicles in the front door or front wall of gun stores. One gun store that is in the county south of where I'm at, got hit twice in basically one week. Their first one was October 31st, Halloween night, and the second one was November the 15th, so right at two weeks later. In between those two incidents at the one store, we had another uh, firearm dealer, same, same MO, they ran a vehicle through the front door. That was on November the 8th. They got away with a lot of handguns, I think, two or three long guns. And then again, on November the 20th, there was another county that kind of southeast of me, they did the same thing. A pawn shop, they run a vehicle through the front door, and they were mainly focusing on pistols. Um, so working at the pawn shop, I was already kind of, I don't, on edge is not the word. I was aware of who walked in and out. I always pay attention to the way they walk in, what they're wearing. We had, we had a policy that you were to remove any mask. This was after COVID or when COVID was settling down or had settled down some. So you could not wear a mask, could not wear uh, sunglasses. And we had a sign on the door that stated all that. Well, because of my background and, you know, these other places being hit, obviously they had video surveillance of the incidents happen. Well, most of, well, all of the videos that I watched were 
uh, several black males, and they were either wearing hoodies or they were wearing heavy, like winter coats with the hoods on. And that was one of the things, you know, I just paid attention to you know, because of my background. So we're working one day, and three younger black males walk in the walk in the pawn shop and the one i'm gonna i'm gonna refer to as suspect number one he walks in and it, you have to walk around uh, a, some people call it a h frame or whatever but it's a it's a metal shelving system that we had our power tools tools on he walked around that and then the other two suspect two and three walked in and they stepped over two shop vacs that we had between this H frame and a table that we had like chainsaws and stuff like that on. So they, them two stepped across and they walk over to the gun counter and where we have our pistols. Well, suspect number one and two and three, they're all huddled together and they're, you know, looking at the, the firearms that we had in the display case. Well, one of the employees, he's a younger guy, he walks over, and I guess just because of the way they were dressed, everything that had transpired in the weeks before this, I was very observant. Uh, something didn't feel right, and it didn't look right, and I couldn't put my finger on what didn't look right, but it just didn't look right. So I was standing behind the counter. The gentleman that was the employee that was helping them, I think he got an uneasy feeling as well because as they're looking at the firearms, he makes eye contact with me and gives me a look like something's about to happen. So, you know, I'm already carrying. I did have a sweatshirt on at, at the time. So I, I'm standing behind the counter. Uh, behind a computer monitor, and I go ahead and I lift my sweatshirt up and tuck it between the fi my firearm and my hip. So I'm watching. Uh, one of the other employees, he had come in from outside from a smoke break. He had kind of seen what was going on. There was an elderly female in there that come in quite often. Uh, he kind of helped her and kind of rushed her out because we were all getting an uneasy feeling. Well, so suspect number one, he asked the employee, you know, he said, well, so what have I got to have to get the pistol? Just fill out the paperwork? And he proposed it as, he put it out there as a question. And employee number one told me, it's like, well, you got to fill out the 4473, you know, we have to do a background check unless you have a pistol purchase permit. And he's like, yeah, I got one of those. I think it's out in the car. So they negotiated a little bit on the price. So the employee number two, the one that had been outside, he walks in. And I think the question was, well, you know, would you come, would you come off of it a little bit if we paid in cash? And I don't remember what that, what the answer was with that. But anyway, so suspect number two and three, they turn around. Suspect one walks back around the H-frame and is walking out. And as, and I'll call him suspect number three, just for, 
identification purposes. Suspect number three had, when he walked in the door, he had sunglasses on and he had a thick blue coat with the Nike swoosh on the left breast. He, uh, and he had his hood pulled up. He was walking toward the front door and as he's walking toward the front door, suspect one and two had, had already exited. So he was the last one. That's why I'm referring to him as number three. He lifts up his the right side of his coat about his, his appendix area. And all I see from about 20, 25 foot away is the bottom end of a drum magazine. So I lay my hand on my firearm and am drawing. And about that, he sees me. So he drops the coat and goes out the front door and goes to the right. Well, a few minutes later, suspect number one comes back in. He's holding a cell phone in his hand. And he comes up to employee number one, the one that was originally helping him, and asked him if he could use our phone. So he's like, yeah, you can use the phone. So he calls somebody, hands him the phone. So the, the suspect number one calls somebody, and all we hear is, are you okay? Please tell me you're okay. Okay, as long as you're okay. Hangs the phone up, hands the phone back to employee number one. Well, then he stands there, he spins around real slow, about... I don't know, maybe once, twice, looks at employee number one again. He said, can I use your phone again? The whole time he's holding his cell phone, which we thought was odd. Um, so employee one hands him the phone again. He calls somebody else, and then he hangs the phone up, and then he just stands there. Well, I asked him if he was okay. And then employee number two, the one that originally had been outside smoking and then come in and help the elderly female, he's like, dude, are you okay? Are you all right? And he looks and he's about to bust out crying and he says, I just got robbed. And we're like, what? He said, my homies, they just robbed me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, the two guys that I was in here with, we were going to rob you. And I looked at him and I said, what? He said, we were going to rob you. And I said, okay. So I immediately get my cell phone and I call the police department. So not long, of course, they're, you know, they're blinking and blowing. They pull up. We've locked the store down. So come to find out what happened was, was suspect number one is a high school student at a nearby high school. He had reached out or had made contact with suspect number three on Facebook and wanted him to buy him a pistol. And yes, we're talking about a straw purchase. So suspect number two and three drive to said high school pick suspect number one up which was about 10 minutes away from the store drives them over to the store they were actually going to rob us and steal the firearms however suspect number one had also given suspect number three i think about three hundred dollars to buy said firearms well, when they exited the store and went back to the vehicle, suspect number three gets in the driver's side and is sitting sideways on the driver's seat. 
and points a Glock to the head of suspect number one has a few choice words that I, I can't repeat on YouTube, but basically tells him that he needs to run or he's going to do something. Um, so suspect number one ducks and dives and suspect number three and two, two's in the passenger seat. They get in their vehicle, which had been backed in to a parking spot right next to our store. Our store was at the end of a strip mall. They and so they jetted. Um, there is no doubt, number one, that they were going to rob us. Number two, suspect number three looked very identical to two of the guys or let me rephrase it, had look, was looking identical to one of the individuals that was in two or three of the videos from the prior store break-ins where they rammed the vehicle through the front door. So I guess that's what put me on edge when he walked in the door. You've got three of them. We were already outnumbered because employee number one, he's not old enough to carry a firearm. So at the time, it was just me with a firearm in the store as employee number two was outside. So I'm thinking it's one against three if it goes down. The other thing that I am aware of is, like I just said, we're at the end of a strip mall. The store that was adjoining to us, there's nothing separating us except plaster, sheetrock, wood, um, it's not metal. It's not concrete. I do know that. So I'm already thinking if I have to start slinging lead, I had to be aware of what is behind. What am I shooting into? That's part of situational awareness. Know where your bullet is going to go. If you were to miss or if you were to have over penetration. The last thing I wanted to do was for that bullet to go through the wall and hit a, an innocent civilian that had no idea what was going on. Um, I was kind of stuck, you know, on what, what am I going to do? What am I going to have to do? Uh, I was trying to position myself in a way that if I did have to, start firing that at least the bullets if they were over penetrated or if i did miss that the bullets would at least possibly go in the corner of the store where there is less likely for somebody else to be standing on the other side of that wall i didn't want to shoot directly into the middle of the wall so um so when i'm talking about situational awareness I'm talking a lot of about a lot of different things. Know who's around you. Kind of have an idea what's going on around you. And situational awareness is going to change based on your atmosphere. You're going to be less observant at home. Or you may be less observant at home. You may be less observant driving down a road that you travel down every day. Going to and or from work. Uh, if you go shopping, you're going to be a little bit, your awareness is going to be a little bit elevated. If you're 
used to going shopping at the local Walmart or going to eat at the local restaurant, you know, the mom and dad restaurant, you're going to be probably not as aware of your surroundings as you would if you were going to an unknown or an unfamiliar location. And the other thing is, is like I said, you know, know what's beyond your shot. If you're going to have to get in a self-defense situation or there's possibility that you're going to have to get in a self-defense situation or you're in a situation like that and you know what's on the other side of a wall, then you have to think about that. You've got a lot of stuff going on and I, and I will be the first one to tell you that when things calm down a little bit, I was a nervous freaking wreck because I was worried about the what ifs. And I know I shouldn't have been, but I was, you know, because like I said, the last thing I want to do is, you know, for a bullet to go through a wall and hit somebody that had no clue what was going on, an innocent bystander, whether they knew what was going on or not. My, that bullet was only intended for those who were shooting at me and posing a threat. So moving forward, uh, the police department got there. They took this individual's information and um, come to find out he uh, and I honestly believe that he did not know what he was asking this other individual to do was against the law. I don't I honestly believe that. He put himself in a situation that uh, obviously he shouldn't have. And it was an eye opener for him in aspect of be careful who you associate with. He referred to them as his homies, but then later on, and I'll get to this in a minute, he, I realized that he didn't even know these two, these two people, had no idea who they were. So when the police department is done with him, identification had come out, took fingerprints because they did touch the glass. Uh, once they got done, the investigating officer looked at him and said, okay, you're free to go. Well, he then says, well, I don't have a ride. I rode with them. And the officer said, well, call your parents. And he said, I can't call my parents. I don't want my parents to know. So, you know, the kid was, he was scared. I mean, he just had a firearm put to his, his head. Um, he knew that they were about to commit a crime. I'm not exactly sure why the police department did not charge him. Uh, I know they did talk to him a lot and for a, a good amount of time. So I don't know what was said or what transpired. But anyway, they, they did not file charges on him. So I agreed to take this individual. I said, I asked him, I said, where do you need to go? And he said, I need to go up the road. And I said, well, how, where's up the road? He said, you know, about 10 minutes up the road. And I said, okay, I'll take you. Well, the officer that was there, he knew me from having worked at the sheriff's office. And he said, are you okay with that? And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm covered. I'm good. So as we're leaving the strip mall parking lot and waiting on traffic, I looked at him and I said, buddy, I don't know who you are. You don't know who I am. And I asked him, I said, how old are you? He said, I'm 17. And I said, well, first and foremost, I'm going to let you in on something. You do not know how close you came 
from someone having to contact your parents and let them know that you've been shot and killed because you were doing something stupid. And he says, what do you mean? And I lifted up my sweatshirt and he saw my firearm and he's like, oh, and then a, cho uh, a choice words and a, and a choice word. And I said, yeah. And I said, secondly, and I said, and I'm not going to get into the details. I said, but I lost a stepson at the age of 18 because of the people he was hanging around. And I said, that is a phone call that your parents do not want to ever get. I can promise you that. I know. So I ended up taking him back to said school. So right before he got out, I told him, I said, be careful. And did you learn anything today? And he said, yeah, I need to choose better friends and not do what I've done. And I said, you're right. And I said, be careful. And he got out of my vehicle and walked off. So I took a lot of flack for taking him back to the school. Uh, it wasn't criticism, but it was it was flack in the aspect that this guy was he got drug into something that he shouldn't have been drug into, but he got drug into it because of his own actions, if that makes sense. So the sad thing about it is is that uh, he he did come close to not going home that day. The other is, is that I know a lot of people don't watch the news today, and I get it for obvious reasons. There's really nothing good on the news today. It's always something bad, and people get tired of it. They get sick of it. But you need to be aware of what's going on around you in your town. Um, you know, read the newspaper, watch the news. You don't have to believe everything they say on certain subjects. But if, you know, if a local crime has happened in your area, be aware. You know, look it up on the Internet. Know, you know, see if there's a video. You know, you don't ever know when you might see, you know, somebody that sticks out. Um, and I, I think because I was already aware of what had happened in the weeks prior to this happening. And just for clarification, this happened on November 17th. This other stuff, hap this happened in the middle of this other stuff. We had the first break in on October 31st, the second one on November the 15th. Uh, then we had one on November the 8th, and then we had another one on the 20th. Well, my incident happened on November the 17th. So um, know what's going on and be aware of your surroundings be aware of what's going on in your neighborhood you know if you don't have a community watch program get one going uh, i think people like to be involved in stuff like that if you see something say something and if something doesn't feel right if you if the hair on the back of your neck stands up there's probably a pretty good reason i know mine did and there was there was a pretty good reason. So uh, I just wanted to touch, you know, and base with you and talk to you a little bit about situational awareness, what it means, and how it can help you possibly prevent a self-defense situation. I honestly feel like had I not been aware of what was going on, that I would have been caught off guard. And that was the last thing I wanted to be was caught off guard. 
um, he was aware of his situation and his surroundings because had he not seen me pulling my gun out of its holster, uh, he would he would not have made it. I don't think. Um, and then later on, it was learned that he did have a switch on the back of his Glock, and it was a 50 round drum magazine, and that came from suspect number one. He did know that much about this individual, so. Uh, I hope the video was informative for you. Uh, again, as you know, my other video, I'm not here to scare anybody or instill fear. All you know, my purpose is is just uh, be aware of what's going on your going on around you, and uh, always be prepared for the unknown. And if you enjoyed this video, please hit the like button. Please think about subscribing. I appreciate it. I want to thank everybody that's helped me here in the past few months. And I also want to give a shout out to two of my bigger sponsors, USCCA. If you're interested in self-defense liability coverage, go look and check out my link. It's going to be down below. And also I want to thank Manus Dry Fire System. You can always practice in the, in the comfort of your own home, your basement, outside, and you can even use it during live fire. So go check the links out and uh, see what you might, you know, you might find something you like. So anyway, thank you again, and until the next video, be safe. Mm -hmm.